so I um, live in the beautiful Dandenong Ranges in Melbourne. This is my office, so I get to stay in a beautiful space. Uh, sold our business recently over the last three years and self-employed. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do life after Gaia, so it was a little bit scary. Um, and I've spent half my life in my marriage doing what I've been doing. Um, so my life has taken a massive change in the last three years. And I kind of fell into being a business and marketing strategist and absolutely love what I do, love watching businesses grow. And that's what I fill my days with. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, James Evenden. Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard, where I get to speak with property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name is James Evenden, and I'm a property consultant at Positive Real Estate, where we help people to build wealth through property. This is episode 49, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. It's been a long time in the making, and with over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey even easier. Today, my guest is Michelle Vogrenek. Michelle is a remarkable woman. She is a business leader, having built a great company many of you may have heard of. Uh, she is a business coach, sharing those lessons and everything she learned from that space. She's a highly successful investor, owning uh, blue chip properties with, uh, uh, with high uh, equity and cash flows in them, outstanding stuff there. She's also a martial arts expert, uh, competing and coaching on the world stage. I know that Michelle has got some amazing lessons for us. Uh, I can't wait to hear them. So enjoy this conversation with Michelle and uh, enjoy the show. Uh, Hello, how are you? How is everyone? <laughs> oh, thank you. It's, it is really wonderful to have you on. I, uh, I know there might be a few fans out there of yours too from your um, from your business. So let's maybe just jump in. I'd love to hear a little about you. You know, I've given you a, a brief wrap on your bio. Mm -hmm. um, where are you um, and sort of what, what, what fills your days? So I um, live in the beautiful Dandenong Ranges in Melbourne. This is my office, so I get to stay in a beautiful space. Uh, sold our business recently over the last three years and self-employed. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do life after Gaia, so it was a little bit scary. Um, and I've spent half my life in my marriage doing what I've been doing. Um, so my life has taken a massive change in the last three years. And I kind of fell into being a business and marketing strategist and absolutely love what I do, love watching businesses grow. And that's what I fill my days with, as well as, yeah, you know, a little bit of karate in there as well, instructing just, Well, I want to hear a little bit about that for a moment, because not many of us wear business hats, life hats, mum hats, <laughs> all these hats, and I'm a karate instructor. Have you done that since you were a kid or is that a later in life pursuit? Um, it was kind of a mid midway point. So I was actually a professional fighter for a long time. Oh, <laughs> I've done it for 20, 27 years. <laughs> yeah, I've traveled the world with it, actually. Um, and now I instruct and I coach and, and get fighters ready for fighting and, and get um, people ready to progress through their ranks. Yeah, it's something that I really love. Oh, wow. We, um, and Goodness, we could spend a whole episode talking about that, but I imagine discipline and uh, focus would be a couple of the uh, the, the traits and, and attributes you'd get from that. Definitely. Um, discipline is huge. So, you know, you've got to, 
apply yourself. You've got to have discipline to do it, even when you don't want to do it. <laughs> um, sometimes that happens, but yeah, you need to apply yourself to to get through the ranks and do what you need to do. And particularly fighting, it's really scary to step on a mat and want to smash the crap out of each other because it's Beshi and Ben Apple that I do. We don't. It's it's knockdown fighting, <laughs> so it's it's quite a scary thing. So yeah, you do need a lot of discipline. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I've got a lot of wows in me after hearing all that. And I'm even <laughs> super more impressed. So I love it. So uh, discipline and focus. And I guess with that, yeah. you know, we can maybe segue into investing and property and yeah. you as an investor. Um, let's maybe a, a nice, uh, nice question. Where were you with investing, um, property and so forth before positive? Oh, I should ask first, how long have you been around the, the PRE uh, camp for? I've been around PRE now for about two, nearly three, two and a half years, actually. So uh, I had a couple of properties 20 odd years ago prior to business. And the accountant at the time said, sell it all and go into business. I don't know that was great advice, but um, it worked out okay in the end. So I have very little property experience prior to joining PRE. Really didn't know much about it other than... Um, you know, the occasional telemarketer that would ring me and say, do you want to come to an investment night? And me going, uh, not from PRE, obviously, but some, somewhere going, yeah, no. So I had no idea about property and it seemed like quite a big animal to to sort of play with. And had, did you, were you in your family home? How long ago did you buy the home you're in? So I bought here two and a half years ago and I moved into here then. So, you know, it was quite a big change that was happening in my family. Um, I didn't have a lot of knowledge about that. And my financial advisor at the time had said to me, um, here, I'm going to put you in contact with Jason. He's a property person. He'll help you with your PPR. So that's kind of how my journey started. I wasn't actually going into investing um, and it kind of tumbled from there, you know, based on, changes in the marketplace, COVID, all those things that happened, uh, my investment strategy sort of changed quite, rap quite rapidly. Yeah, well, we, and I get that. I think many of us, you know, I think we get the notion of family home and buying that as an asset and building that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it may be that that's all we have. Um, I guess, you know, for all of us tuning in, if you don't have investment property yet or you're not part of PRE, well, welcome. This is what we do, what we love. If we are around the PRE campfire, then investing and through property is is something we're after. It was recommended to you by, I think it was Andy. Uh, Andy was Andy Fenton. Yeah. Uh, as your, as your yeah. Fun, we, we love Andy. We hear him tune in on a, a Friday with Jason to wine and uh Wine and wisdom. Um, and, and so it was a bit of a, hey, you know what? You're doing some good things. I think you should um, also be looking at property. And that started and opened that door. Um, yeah, it did. He, he said that to me. He sort of said, you know, things are changing. So when interest rates plummeted, that affected the investments that I had in terms of deposits and all that sort of jazz. And he's like, okay, we need to re-strategize what's happening. Um go talk to Jace and and have a look at this side. And I was like, I have no idea about this. None. Yep. And um, so it, it and wasn't, Jason was great. And, yeah. and and prior to that, would you have had the money to invest in property prior to this? Uh, I probably could have actually knowing what I know now. But yep. what I didn't know at that time was how that can be structured or how you can go about it and what you can do to make that happen. So the team at PRE have actually worked through that with me and I've learned so much about how that can, you, you know, your money can be deployed, how you can do all those sorts of things that I wouldn't have actually known prior to that. 
um, I think the media smashes you with a lot of incorrect information. Um, yeah, so having don't listen to the media in that regard, I think you'll be up for a bum steer. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, we, we know that, you know, in essence, um, you know, news outlets are there to, you know, Report absolutely, but also they sell advertisements <laughs> in their business. And they certainly need uh, headlines to be clicked to uh, to fulfil their mission for all of their um, uh, you know their interested parties. So it was it was more, um, but perhaps just unawareness, lack of knowledge prior. Absolutely, yeah. But you just you didn't know what you didn't know. I think I think I also was a little bit frightened of it because it seemed like you know, there was a lot involved and me going, oh gosh, that's a lot of stuff for me to manage. Um, I, I don't think I can manage that on my own. Um, so, you know, I'm financially independent and I, I, you know, wanted to make the right decisions and I just didn't see that as being one of them. Um, I know different now, but at the time I, I really didn't see that that was a viable thing for me because I just really didn't understand what I was doing. <laughs> and, so, and so coming I know in, now. <laughs> did you, in, so coming in, sorry to cut you, did you um, just sort of, I know that we've got the, um, a lot of content. Were you more, uh, let me absorb this, go through this, structure this, or was it a little bit of um, action and learn, or was it just action straight away? Uh, for me, it was action straight away. I'm I'm the why person. So, you know, I was the person in the classroom that used to go, ah, what is this? What is that? And the teacher would go, Michelle, shut up. Stop asking so many questions. So for me, it was kind of like, you know, go in and, and learn as I was going along and and having, you know, Paul Haley I was and, and Megan, I was on the phone to them and messaging them constantly with this list of questions. And what if this and how does this and where does this and and that side of things. So, so learning as I've gone along, I, I can't believe how much I've learned actually. Um, having that monthly call as well to go, okay, well, this is where I'm at in my journey. What do I do next? Or what's the next stage? So I've been able to break it down incrementally and learn the little bits and pieces as I go along. So that's been uh, that's been really good. And I like to learn. So it's something that was really good for awesome. me to do. I've enjoyed the process. And and as a coach yourself, you know, you've mm -hmm. you've you know, grown into that role. I, I know that through um, through business and being such a successful yeah. businesswoman. And and um, were you able to say, okay, I can see the structure here. I really like this. I I know where this is likely taking me. You trusted that. And and were were you booking a monthly call? Were you thorough with things? I'm, I've sort of heard a few things like that there. Yeah, I, you know, when you, I look at it as a business, so I treat investing as a business and when you're in business, you compartmentalize things down and you put systems in place and structure so that you learn that you can make decisions about things so that you know where your cash flow is at. So you understand what's required for you to progress. So I, I kind of look at it that way and, and broke it down going, right, I'll have my monthly call. I still do have a monthly call with my coach my coaches, Megan and Jace are my coaches. So I sit down with them. I did that yesterday, actually. Um, and because the market has changed so rapidly, being able to sit with them and go, well, what do I do now? Because this is happening. There's a delay. What happens with that? Or how do I go about that? And so having that support along the way and then all of the the mentoring nights, so I, I, I'm on every mentoring night, every fortnight. So all of those things, all in combination, I think has helped me put into place my structures my process my learning it's kind of a package really actually I don't think that 
you know, and it's quite unique. I, I haven't seen it in sort of anywhere else. Oh, I love it. Well, I love hearing that. And, you know, from someone, as I said, who is a coach and who gets that, you've been mm -hmm. able to just say, right, show me, show me the way, you know, hold my hand, take yeah. me through the process. You did hit on something there that I'd, I'd like to maybe explore a little bit more on. You you talked about um, your cash flow, your numbers and that sort of thing. How, what, what, and I know from you that that's been a big part of <laughs> you really nailing that. What were you like yeah. with that? from a personal standpoint, numbers, financials, or the rest, sort of pre, 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 and then as you come aboard and said, holy cow, I better get sorted on this. Tell, Let's talk about that for a minute. Oh, you know, I'm a bit of a spreadsheet nerd, as I'm sure you know, <laughs> but um, I'm just, I didn't really know what my cost of living was. I really didn't understand how much I spent or, you know, what I was spending my money on. So having a set up a spreadsheet and making sure I knew exactly where my money was going. So I knew how much I needed or what I had left or how I could use my money better um, rather than just rolling through every day and going, yeah, it seems it's like this. Um, and then getting, you know, the advice on, well, if we want to do this, these are the things that I recommend you do. Um, as part of this journey so that you can then either go for leverage later down the track or no so like I don't have a credit card you know I used to operate off the whole bill it to your credit card and then pay it off in full um, I don't do that anymore no credit card. I got no debt which is great um, so no yeah making sure I understand yeah it's really no, important. no personal debt yeah, no, no personal. You've got debt, but not personal debt so car credit card etc and, and that's something I'm aware of so was that so knowing your numbers, um, were you, did you use Excel? Let's let a little bit more granular here. Did you use Excel? Did you have, you know, because there's some fancy tools out there and that can be overwhelming yeah. for some, but, you know, I'm still a bit of an Excel junkie. I'm a bit of a, I'm a real nerd for spreadsheets. I think data is important. And when you've got the right data, you can make decisions. Um, so yeah, I've got a spreadsheet at the moment, but I also have an app which downloads my bank accounts. So then those bank accounts spew and I actually had a financial analyst put my spreadsheet together so that this that all downloads into the spreadsheet and then spews out into the categories in which I spend. So I know each month where I'm at. And oh, I think that's really important. It's really easy to do, but it, and it this can is get overwhelming. Personal living expenses, you know, yeah. money. You know, multi-million dollar <laughs> yeah. business and that's some heavy lifting in terms of accounts and financials. This is for your personal yeah. life. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And so that's an app. If you don't know, if you don't know, you don't know. And how can you make decisions or, and and because I am financially independent, I want to make sure that I'm making the right decisions or, and it's, I think it's when you get to, so I'm 49, I'm hanging on to that 49 for the next four months. Hang on um, but I think you get to, <laughs> I think you get to a point where you kind of, you sort of go, oh, gee, retirement age isn't that far around the corner. What, what do I need to do? And, and I quite wonder how many people, I think it's quite a high percentage, I don't have the data on that, but that would wait to this point and suddenly go, right, what do I need to do now to retire? But it's not a bit late. It's never too late. But it would have been good to know that or actually understand that a little bit earlier. So now, you know, understanding where everything is at is really important. So I can make those decisions for that future sort of area of my life. I love it. And you know what? If there's no, if you don't do your own numbers, no one's going to, you can pay your accountant. And if you've got an account, you can do all the rest. You've still got to provide the numbers. 
you've still got to yes. reconcile your own numbers and know them, whether it's through zero, whether it's through a spreadsheet, an app, or whatever it is. Yeah. And if you're not aware of your own, you don't. You can't make decisions. You've, you've got but to you know what was interesting? This this was fascinating. I So I also recorded all the refunds that I did. So when you go, you know, to Kmart or you go somewhere and you have a bit of an impulse buy, and, and I actually recorded $3,500 worth of refunds in a year. So, you know, that $10, $15, $20 spend that you do, you don't realise how much that adds up. So I was really surprised at the end of the year that by doing, so, you know, that's not including what I spent. <laughs> that's just the ones that I went, oh, that was a bit of an impulse buy. I'll take that back. It equated to three and a half grand a year. So, wow. and I wouldn't have known that, nor would I have even thought that it was remotely close to that had I not had the data to, to validate it. And were you looking at that and able to break it down on a quarterly basis? Was it monthly, week? You know, t t tell us around a little bit of shape around that. Yeah. So, looking at that, I realized there were certain times, like so in high stress, I, I'm a bit of a shopper or. Um, and I think with COVID was kind of closed off. Like, like being in Melbourne, we had, a, you know, pretty severe lockdowns. We couldn't go shopping. So, you know, I was able to do and check that out and then go, wow, oh, I did that there and I've done that there. Okay, well, I've spent more here, so I'm going to not spend as much over here um, and know that I've got this goal in mind. And it's good because with, with all the planning and everything with the portfolio, I know I've got this as my end goal. And I'm kind of motoring along. And if I start stuffing it up over here somewhere, it's going to affect over here. So like having that data is is really, really important. I do review it. I review it regularly. And I think... Um, I review it, yeah. Sorry? I was going to say timing. You just, I mean, you mentioned COVID there and lockdowns and all the rest. And I know from my, my own personal and family spending habits, many of yeah. us may be in a similar to COVID. Uh, we didn't holiday. Um, we didn't shop as much. Now, online shopping certainly increased and all sorts of things, but um, many of us, you know, decided, well, let's do a reno. My personal journey is I'm doing a reno, my family home. We redirected a lot of our spend or saved a lot. And now that things are open, holidays on, travel's on, for some of us, maybe even me, uh, we're going, right, it's spending's back on again, right? So now more than ever, it's important to have a handle of, okay, what was I able to live with? What was the upside of that? you know, in terms of savings and all the rest and reinvesting and goodness, maybe not slipping into old habits and knowing your numbers and reviewing yeah. them is pivotal. That's what I'm hearing. I never thought that I was actually able to get a handle on this information. I'm dyslexic and numbers, you know, kind of play a little bit. Um, I, I process them quite differently to a lot of people. Um, but what I found is I never really thought that this was an area that I would be able to manage and I'm managing. In fact, I'm actually quite good at managing it. I've now discovered. So, and that's only through having the information to actually manage it correctly rather than just randomly sort of thinking, Oh yeah, it looks like this, but that's actually having that support and that guidance to go, we'll set this up, look at it like this, try like this and having some of those calculators in place that, that, uh, you know, PRE has got a calculator that I use, you know, to, to assess, opportunities and stuff like but if I didn't have those and that support I wouldn't actually know what I was capable of or what I can do so that's been a really good thing for me um, where I've spent a lot of my life feeling like numbers were a bit of a problem for me when in fact I'm actually quite good at them oh, wow okay well that's a, I mean there's a door there like let's explore that a little because <laughs> you didn't you, you didn't feel you were good with numbers you may not necessarily have had to do them 
um, you know, in your business, you had an account, you had all these sort of things and pe other people doing those things. Um, but you found yourself in a place like, okay, well, if I'm not doing them now, um, who else will? It's up to me. Exactly. Um, getting to over that mindset, I mean, uh, you know, motivation can come from, you know, many forms, but, you know, necessity is a good one. But you, you so you had necessity. What else? Let's talk through maybe your mindset of just saying, okay, um, I, I've got to get this, you know. Yeah, I think having, and Andy Fenton is really, really good at explaining this side of things. So previously my accountant would speak to me and I'd look at him like, what are you talking about? Um, or someone else would talk about, you know, real estate or whatever. And I'd be like a deer in a headlight going, I have no idea what, what you're talking about. But when I found that found Andy to be able to break it down and explain to me how to do bits and pieces and how to put it together. And I started to have confidence around that and change my money story. I think I was sort of thinking that, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. And, but when I started to embrace, well, I have to do this and I don't want to give it to my accountant to do, I actually want to understand it so that then I can make decisions or, I, you know, it was something that I wanted to understand a bit better. And, yeah, it was really interesting. It was really interesting then suddenly go, yeah, well, I'm actually quite good at this, um, which I didn't think I was. It was, was. It may not be the same as how other people do things, but the outcome is the same. So, yeah. No, I love it. So what I'm hearing there is there was obviously a need and a necessity for you to do it. You had um, you know, a trusted advisor and, and guide through that, a coach. Obviously, with Pre, we've got coaches. We're talking Andy, and he's a, he's a, he's a great asset in terms of our um, you know, pre-model as well. Um, so you had a, a yeah. guide and a coach there to help you with it. Um, you, you broke it down into manageable steps. And I think that's the one that yes. I'm really hearing here. You didn't go, oh, I've got to learn it all today. No, I'll learn a bit, do a bit, learn a bit, do a bit, learn a bit. And then you turn around and went, huh. So in oh, doing okay. that, you, actually, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you created a new story for yourself that I'm capable and I'm actually achieving here. Yeah. And I'm actually pretty good at it. So, but I think those steps were achievable by having the right team. So when, um, you know, when I was looking at the first property or when I was looking at the first investment, I was like, how do I assess this? So having, hey, like I, was, I sent Hayley, like, oh my gosh, I don't know how many messages saying, answer this for me. And there was, there was so many questions and she just laughed and said, hey, we'll work through it bit by bit. So we did, we compartmentalized it down into you're up to this stage and then you've got this and then you've got that. And then there's another bit here and having that, just that support where you felt this is okay. You didn't feel like a pain. You didn't feel like, oh gosh, I'm not getting this. There was always support there to to help me through those processes until, yeah. And if I didn't understand something or um, Megan to jump in and go, okay, well, let me try a different way. Or like I, there was so much support in those little facets for me to be able to to get it. And and I and I'm still learning, obviously, but but I'm quite you know quite good with all the information now. It's really good to be able to make make assessments Love i know you. i say it to you all the time send me this because i want to assess it so i assess all this stuff you do and, and i know you're not out. necessarily right you're not in acquisitions phase not right immediately certainly um but we still talk property and you mm. still say i want to have a look i want to know the numbers and it's mm. you're building on your knowledge base building on mm. your understanding and awareness and that's um yeah, yeah. I, that's a that, that's a huge piece of, of of any um you know successful journey you know, continually build on your knowledge and do that. Um, I'm living, loving here. It's, it's, um, so with that, you, you, you built your mind. So let's switch gears just a little 
And then mm -hmm. let's talk about properties, specifically mm -hmm. properties. Um, uh, you know, we don't have to go into detail. I've got this one and this and this and this, but more more about the journey through those. Have there's obviously been some that have been easier than others. What where have you where have you sort of you know let's let's get into that maybe mindset around getting through the process yeah. and tenancy and cash flows now that you've got stuff happening. Oh, look, I, at the start, it was just kind of all exciting, actually, because you get to spend, you get to kind of buy, but, but having, you know, making sure that you're within the bounds of what you need. But um, riding the roller coaster because the market changes and it has changed significantly and, and having the contracts team at PRE was, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I've done if I didn't have that in place because of the delays that occurred. And then normal like they might have been a little bit longer than what they would not, you know, traditionally be, but it's actually quite normal for this to happen. I now know. And having that in place for me to go, what do I do now? And they say, okay, it's fine. We've got it. So they're going back into that, that space and working out what's happening with my build when it's, when it's behind. Um, when champs, I got tenanted, I was so excited. That was tenanted within like five days, <laughs> which wow. is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I was really excited with that. The guys were really great. Um, and R and W for and had you had a little bit of stress? Let's talk about that one. Just dive in a little. Did you have stress about that at the time? You're like, oh my goodness, it's coming to settlement. It's my first one. Am I going to get a yep. tenant? Go through all of that, <laughs> and that's natural. Yeah, exactly. And what I'm realizing is these things are natural. And I think, you know, I think resilience is a gift that we can give ourselves and our children in life. Like if we can learn to ride the roller coaster and just ebb and flow with with uncertainty and all those sorts of things then you, you you cope so much better as a person and so when I'm looking at this thing going how do I select someone so I was like ah oh, what information do I need to know how does this work how does that work so again I was back on the, the messages and got all the answers that I needed to make decisions and you know based around whether or not when can a tenant move in what money is being offered how long and all those types of questions were answered for me to make a decision and then put a tenant in so I was a bit excited about that I was doing a little bit of a happy dance in my, in my office well you got to I mean celebrate your wins that's you know something I've yeah. learned in life you got to you got to stop and celebrate your wins because that's the win you know you've absolutely you've, you own the keys and you've got a tenant and income's coming in and that's mm. actually happening. That's a big step. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit exciting actually. I rang Haley and said, Oh my gosh, this is happening. And she's like, I know, how exciting, yay. And so that was that was a, a an off the plan um apartment or short-term off the plan apartment and done. So that's quite um straightforward from my seat at least in terms. And I've built and I've rented and I've did all there's many yeah. of that. Um, but I heard in there the contracts team were great. And, you know, Lila, Joe, um, Mary and Jess, an amazing team. And they're, they, I can't speak highly enough of them. I love hearing you do that, though. Oh, my gosh. There was no way I would because so one of my builds at the moment is delayed about 12 months. And I'm sitting here going, oh, well, that actually mucks with my cash flow. So that's okay. What do we need to do? What do I need to do? I've gone back my end and knowing my numbers again has helped me do that, being able to go, okay, that's a little bit behind. What do I need to do in the interim? Um, and and what happens now? Or what does this mean when I've got this, uh, an email through saying, oh, this is happening and that's happening. What does this mean? And being able to go back to, to Joe or to Mary and go, what does this mean? It's okay. We've got it covered. That means this, this means that. 
and we'll go back and liaise for you. You don't need to do anything. So that was a godsend because I was I was really quite nervous going, I have no idea what this means. So being able to get it that explained and then having someone manage that for me or pick up, no, 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 they shouldn't be emailing you, they should be emailing us or how this is how that extension should work. It's like this, not like that, um, was I would have no idea about. So and wow. then explaining that to me was really helpful. I love yeah. that because, I mean, it's really rubber meets the road space. Contracts <laughs> yes. and terms yeah. and all the rest. And Lila and the team, uh, the contracts managing team, I always say we don't do in-house legal work for you. You get an independent, yep. you know, uh, you know, legal advice solicitor um, to do that and that contracts there. But they're yep. there to, you know, take it from, yep. uh, you know, first step to, you know, a, a tenant and everything that comes with that and in between. Some processes are straightforward, nice and simple, but as some we are. know, some aren't, right? <laughs> and that's the investing journey. You did say yeah. there a, a build, 12-month delay. It's It hasn't been easy through COVID for a lot of builds and a lot of builders and land, and certainly Southeast Queensland has seen, um, a, a, you know, a literal, it, it's yeah. a boom of never felt proportions and effects, right? Um you're having to sit and wait and be patient. That mustn't be easy, but how are you getting through that? Um, you know, and I think I rang you, I think I rang you and said, Hey, listen, you know, is there anything I can do with this? Or do I just need to sit tight and spoke to Megan about the same thing? And they're like, No, no, we'll just have a look. We'll ask the contract team what's happening. Um, we'll come back. It's okay. We just need to roll. Then organized a, an appointment with my coach, sat down with Megan and Jason, said, okay, this is a scenario. This is now actually going to be over here. And that means this is going to be over here. What what do I do? So having that ability to actually go, okay, this is the scenario. Right. Well, let's have a look at this, have a look at numbers, have a look at this, and then just work out, you know, where to from there, as opposed to panicking and going, oh my gosh, what's happening? Um, it's okay. It's just part of the journey and, and how do I manage that? So yeah. And, and having that meeting yesterday and going, Hey, this is, this is what I need to manage. And where's that at? And, and having that road that, you know, person to help you with that is really, really invaluable. I cannot tell you how, how, um, how valuable that is to me. I love it because part of us minds, oh, no, that's dreadful. Oh, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen to you. It shouldn't happen to me. All the rest. I mean, from an investment point, it does come down to the numbers. Well, there's going to be a bottom line cost on this. Um, yeah. You're not in this position because everything's easy and you just, you know, the, the market did something remarkable. You've got did, a yeah. lot of equity in that property <laughs> that will happen. It just hasn't been built. So you can't realize it. Your land's yeah. gone up. Once the build gets done, you know, you're going to have um, strong, strong equity. Um, you could focus on what you don't have now, which is I don't have the home I expected, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I've got some some higher outgoings and cash flow. Or, oh, okay, well, this is going to cost me a bit more in terms of oh, ongoing cash flow. If I get my head right, um, you know, I can close the file on that and know that I will have that outstanding result, probably better than I could have imagined because that market's boomed. So it, it's a lot inside here, isn't it? It is definitely. I think mindset's really, really important and words have power and the more we learn to as I said ebb and flow and being in business teaches you quite quickly to ebb and flow with challenges and and um I probably wasn't previously that great at it um but I've learned over time to to be better at it otherwise you just get stressed and I don't want to get stressed 
I, I would rather just roll with it and then just treat it as a naturally occurring kind of event that you just everything goes up and it goes down and you just roll with it rather than stressing out about it and but as long as you have the data and you know having those that information on my spending was huge because then I could go back and go yeah all right not visiting Kmart this week or I'm not visiting <laughs> those places this week and being able to adjust a little bit and and yeah that was easy I won't go out for dinner maybe or you know whilst you know, for a short period of time or, but it gave me options and the data enabled me to make decisions. I love it. I love that you've come back around to that after we've talked about mindset and this and that. <laughs> come back to the numbers. They've given you confidence yeah. where you didn't have confidence in that space before you learned that through simple steps, mm. you know, getting good coaches and advisors, uh, breaking it down, asking a lot of questions, which well done um, and getting clear <laughs> on it so that when you continue your journey, you can go back and say, okay, I've got this because I've learned this and I've got these numbers. I mean, I'm, a- yeah, I'm confident now with the decisions I make, whereas previously I was like, Oh, am I doing the right thing? What am I doing? And, and when I, so during a coaching call, for example, I've gone back to Megan and said, okay, this is my thought is it looks like this. And it's like, this, is that actually right? Am I on the right? And she said, you're absolutely on the right path and add this in there. And then you'll be able to, Oh yeah, cool. Like it, it really has, and I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not questioning myself anymore. I know that what I'm doing or how I'm going about it is 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 perfectly fine. It's more than fine. It's actually working really well. Oh, I love hearing that, and I really do hear that you speak um, fondly and um, and and with respect on what Megan and and, and coaches are able to bring to it. There's many many awesome coaches inside yeah. the the pre organization. I love that because the coaches help us with our mindset. Yes, there's strategy and there's, there's all of these things, but being able to pick up the phone to someone who's yeah. probably gone through it um, and is able to be your sounding board to go through it and say, huh, you know. Huge. Huge? Huge, huge to do that. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um, all right. Maybe one or two more questions here um, sure. to just, you know, if you could go all the way back, you're talking to young Michelle, um, all right. And now you know what you know about property. What would be your advice? Because there's some of us who are tuning in here, they're in their 20s. Go for you guys. Uh, what would you say to your young 20 something, Michelle, about property investing in the future ahead? I think, you know, I would, I would get information and get the right information support. You know, the media hams things up and tells you that the sky is falling. Look out. Um, but when you look at the data, data, the data doesn't lie. And if you get in and amongst the right support with the right information and just just take the time to do that, you'd be amazed at what you can create now for the future. And it, and I think when you are younger, you don't want to know about that. But as I said, getting into this, you know, turning 50 this year, going, oh, hang on a sec, I do want to know about that. Huh, it'd be great if I knew about that back then, but had the right support to do that. Um, data doesn't lie and PRE have shitloads of data or now you're going to have to have a disclaimer on your podcast. Um, I haven't dropped the F-bomb today, so so you're doing okay. (laughs) But um, yeah, having that information and actually here's the facts and here's the support to do it. And I think if you had that back then, it would make a difference to the path that that you take on your journey and and realise I think your money story so Wealth creations is a good thing to do, whereas, you know, sometimes it's seen as arrogant or sometimes it's seen as something that's not, I don't know, it's just sometimes has a stigma to it. 
um, but embrace that, that this is part of your future. This is part of what gets you to where you want to go and, and live the life you want to live as opposed to getting up day to day and just doing, you know, Groundhog Day. It actually enables you to live your life by design, I guess, um, and be able to manage that. So, yeah, go back earlier and look at it rather than waiting until, until you're turning 50. <laughs> I love it. I love it's never it. too late, but you know. No, it's not. No, it's not, right? No, it's not. I love hearing all of that and um live your life by design. What a beautiful um what a beautiful term and phrase and something to aspire to. Um the future. Yes, we know that a big 50th. I'm gonna I, I want to see photos of that. Um, but <laughs> you're excited about what's in front of you in terms of investing and how you're setting yourself up and what you've got ahead. I am because I'm actually now going, I know what I need to live on. I know what I want to have fun, like that extra above and beyond. And I know what I want. I want to go to Japan next year for the world tournament. Um, so I'm already in my mind now going, all right, how do I make that happen? So there's lots of the, like I've got the systems in place to allow me to do that. So I know that, right, if I want to take October, I'm away three weekends out of four, there's five in October, I think. Um, I'm able to actually make those things happen just purely by the structure and the support that I have. I can now do that. Whereas previously I would have gone, how am I going to make that happen? And not, you know, had that um, forethought about how to do it. Oh, wow. Well, we, I love it. And, um, you know, the, the future is um, undoubtedly bright. The future is here. 50 is okay. I turned 50 earlier in the year so you and i both yeah, we uh it's it's a good year to be born all right i'm uh, so okay with turning 50 actually i i you know just side note that i was a couple when i when when i sold the business and everything else and i and i did have a little bit of a a body meltdown um i stopped hating my body i i, I hit a point now where i'm like i, I just i don't want to do that anymore and i know women really do that and we're really hard on ourselves and and thought no this is who I am and, and I want to embrace that and be happy with who I am and live you know a happy life and yeah it's kind of all connected I think yeah people I you're around that. they say to some of the people you're around and yeah making sure I'm around all of these positive people really do um make a difference well, well I think you've you've given that gift to many today who will love tuning in and hearing your story your journey your lessons um, you, you've inspired many in business. I now know that you've probably inspired and will continue to inspire many um, from a personal um, and certainly a sort of uh, level in terms of the ring and all these things you're inspiring now in terms of investing in your journey there. Thank you, Michelle. Um, an absolute pleasure oh. to talk with you today. We might get you back one day. I think we, you know. We'll get some, some of the, we'll get you to consolidation phase on the portfolio. We'll get you back in for more stories. I'm so so grateful. It's exciting. I'm actually excited. I'm like, ooh, I'm here now, and then I've got all these steps and and things to do. <laughs> but thank you for having me. Well, it's absolutely our pleasure. Uh, we'll say thank you, Michelle, and we'll tune out today for thank you for tuning into another episode of uh, our Investor Tales from the Front Yard. Thank you, Michelle, and bye for now. Thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, we love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with us via email at positiveinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. 
We also love your feedback and would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care and bye for now.